Blog Talk Radio. Uh, in the area 
uh, Preston Guyot actually, um, Guyot, excuse me, said uh, it was a little different. We'll kind of get into that a little bit here. Uh, but what's your thoughts here, Coach, as far as what you've seen? We've, We've done, done a lot, lot of transforming on some things. things and, uh, your thoughts on that? No, I, I'm not really sure because I'm not really sure what it is. You know, I just was hopping in the car. I'm saying, you know, if I get stopped, what are they going to say? Well, I'm going to visit a family member. You know, I looked at the order when it came out, and I said, well, you can go to the grocery store. You can go to the drugstore. You can visit with family. You can exercise. So, you know, other than that, I'm not really sure what else has changed. But, uh, you know, some areas I've heard were thinking about issuing uh, tickets and things like that. But, you know, I haven't heard of any of that going on here. So I just think if people be safe, you know, wear a mask if you need to, if you feel like it, if you'll be around a, a big group of people. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people still handing out food and providing services, things like that. Just be safe. You know, stay home when you can. Try not to do anything, you know to put yourself or others in danger. It's not so much about you, but you could be a carrier and, and affect someone that could really hurt badly. So I, I think it's just a matter of everybody just be safe. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you here. As we we, uh, we got, got to look at everything, everything now. The thing that I mentioned, of course, is, um, you know, you look at all the things that are going on around, and we're trying to kind of put a few things here together on a Wednesday afternoon, but uh, a person guy had had to say this, and this was kind of interesting. He said the Governor McMaster's stay-at-home order basically says, Stay at home. Well, unless you have somewhere to, else to go, in that case, just go to that place. And that's kind of what it felt like. I mean, uh, all the fun and games and the funny guns and things that we look at, you know, we kind of understand that this is a very serious moment, though. And I'm going to tell you, I, I work my nine to five where I'm in the community. I'm around a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I do a service, which I'm called a, an essential worker, right? So uh, I get to work throughout the day. I get to have fun uh, and not Thank God I don't have to sit at home, and I, I'm not sure how that would adjust on my end. But nevertheless, I do get out, and it was interesting today. I was on John's Island, which is an old island uh, just, I would say, uh, south of Charleston, uh, not far outside the city limits there between John, James Island and West Ashley. And, uh, man, it looked like a parking lot. There were people everywhere. And, and for me, we've got to get control of this. If we expect to get back to somewhat of whatever normalcy might be, well, then that means we have to be better than what we're doing in this being in the streets and being around. I saw uh, a food line over there on the island. They've got an enter to one way and exit another way. So there are the, the preparations are there and, and, and things are in place to help out. But let's remember, guys, it, it may be you that can beat this thing, but it's the person that you come in contact with who can't beat it. And, and that's something that we all need to understand. We've got people working in grocery stores so that you don't go hungry. We have people working in gas stations so that you can put gas in your car and keep working or going wherever you got to go to go to where you got to get. These individuals are taking time away from their family, and they're then going home to their family. So is it fair for you why they're doing a, a, a honorable thing for you to give it to them? I don't think so. And then, of course, you've got the first responders who are out in the street. You've got, of course, uh, all those in the medical field that are doing great things, not just in hospitals because there's doctor's offices that are locked and loaded. Uh, there are tons of, of, of these men and women who are really battling this thing, and you don't have any idea who you come in contact with. You get it. You have a mask on. But, I mean, is it 100% guaranteed that you're going to not get this thing? It's not going to somehow get behind that mask, get into your system, and you carry it home to your kids. And then on top of that, these same people, just like our teachers, are teaching. They're also coming home and having to teach the kids that are in their house. So this is a huge deal, and I'm not one of those guys that says, well, if you just want to go out and lally gag around, go lally gag around. I'm fine with you running, definitely in your neighborhood. I have no problem at 9 o'clock if you want to get out and about and do what you need to do. Go out and do what you need to do, but use some common sense. 
If you're tired of what we're doing, then you need to change what you're doing so that we can get back to somewhat of what may or may not be normalcy. So um, we're very excited about where we're going with Southern Sports Central. We know that the future is bright, but right now we're focused on doing whatever we can do to get the word out about what's going on. So what we are going to do, we're going to take a quick break. As I mentioned, the guest list is as follows. Just added one, by the way, but coming up at 612, Coach Nate Green is going to check in from Oceanside. We'll talk to him about what he's getting through right now. He is uh, battling cancer, but we're going to support him 120,000% and uh, back him any way we can. But kind of talk to him a little bit about how his job as a coach is to motivate the players, but it's actually the players that are doing the motivating for this coach. So we'll talk to him about that. And then around 6.30, J.J. Jones, a wide receiver from Myrtle Beach High School. He's got 34 offers, and he's just catching them day in and day out. He not only catches footballs, he's got all these scholarships coming out. of he wears number five, of course, on his jersey there. That's something close to me as well. So I'm excited about getting J.J. in here for one of many interviews. And then at the top of the hour, we stick with a, uh, a, excuse me, a commit to the University of South Carolina. He played his days. Uh, just finishing up over at Oceanside now as an offensive lineman. Dalen Seabook will join us here at 7 o'clock. And then 7.30, Mike Jacobs, that is Coach Mike Jacobs from Lenore Ryan, will join us. And he's going to give us some ups and downs and all-arounds as far as, you know, what are things like encouraging his kids to do and what can he do around our kids in our area. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with that big interview for the coach, Nate Green from Oceanside, guys. Stay tuned. I must have been through about a minute. 
And welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yellen, alongside the coach. That, of course, Eugene Benton, who's joined us now. And uh, a breaking news for us here, uh, they have announced over at Oceanside, uh, their athletic director, it seems that they're going to separate the athletic director role and the head football coaching job, which Chad Greer used to do both. And now that's not going to be the case. It is going to be the new athletic director over at Oceanside, Mark Meyer, who is now named the Oceanside Athletic, Depart- or athletic Director. It's big news over there in Mount Pleasant. Uh, we know there was a handful of guys that were up for the uh, the opportunity there, and uh, you, you know, I, I honestly, you know, I'm kind of shocked that they separated. Uh, Chad, of course, showed that that you could do both. Coach Greer, of course, uh, shows that. And again, to me, I'm old school. I like the football coach being the athletic director. Okay, no knock to, of course, uh, you know, Coach Myers there. Uh, that's a great hire. I think he's going to do great things there. But I like the fact. I like the fact that the football coach determining what's going on because the football program is the moneymaker in the school guys. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, you see what Coach Brad's done over there at Fort Dorchester. It hasn't skipped a beat. Why? Because the football coaches is doing the thing. I like that aspect of it. Now that being said, uh, we are going to go ahead and bring in uh, a coach from Oceanside. Uh, what a nice segue there is we're going to bring in a man who I've yet to meet, but I'm looking forward to seeing and shaking his hand and give him a big hug. I did say a hug. I'm not much into that six foot rule right now, but uh, coach Nate, Welcome to Southern Sports Central for the first time of many, uh, as you represent Oceanside and many great things here today on the show. Well, thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's a pleasure. So, uh, kind of introduce yourself a little bit here. I know you, family, you guys have done some great things, man. Y'all hit some mile markers in the last couple of years, and this past year was uh, one of many. Uh, but you, of course, uh, are, are, are got your own battle kind of going on. But I mentioned this before you came on, and Usually the coaches are the one lifting up the kids, but in this case, uh, with what you're dealing with day in and day out, battling cancer, uh, it feels to me like this community, uh, the school, and all these athletes are, are kind of lifting you up here as uh, we're doing the same thing with prayers with you and your family and getting you through these times. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the community has been uh, a huge support for me and helping me get through this journey and just seeing the players each day, um, watching them practice and the efforts that they put in. I mean, that, that's helping uh, through this battle as well. Live right now with one of the coaches over at Oceanside. Of course, you got him over there, the uh, Landsharks. So doing big things over there and uh, doing it with a lot of great coaches. One of those is their very own coach, Nate Green. Of course, he's been with that program for a while now. Coach, give us a background. Introduce yourself to our listeners and here at Southern Sports Central as we uh, – put you in the chair, we get you your nice cup of coffee or whatever you need. If you need some uh, Gatorade, we got you. But uh, introduce yourself and tell us who is uh, the famous coach, Nate Green. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm originally from Michigan, and I moved down here uh, a few years ago. And, and a mutual friend happened to uh, mention to me about Oceanside, and I gave Coach Greer a shout uh, called called and asked for an interview, and we sat down and talked, and um, he hired me. And from that point on, uh, I mean, it's just been a great experience um, being part of the program and watching it grow and seeing the kids develop. I mean, they, they've come a long way and deserve all the accolades they've been getting. Live right now is one of the coaches on the staff over there at Oceanside Academy, of course, uh, the Land Sharks have been doing some great things on and off the field. One of those, of course, it's all led by the, uh, I would say, the powerful minds of the coaches that Coach Greer put around him. 
Uh, of course, Coach Greer has decided that he's going to take his talents a little north back to Charlotte where his family and, and those, of course, his son there plays. He's one of the quarterbacks of the Panthers. Uh, tell us about your relationship with Coach Greer. He's, a, of course, a big-time favorite here on the show and a regular as well. But uh, when you connected with Coach Greer, I know him on and off the field as well. But uh, give us your thoughts, your opinions, and, and the day that you walked on this campus, what was it like for you? Well, I mean, he from day one, he, he opened his arms out and – um, welcomed me in, and uh, he's been a, a great support, not just on the field, but uh, he's been a huge help for me um, throughout my battle, helping me get back and forth to some of my treatments and just uh, getting everybody around and, and helping to support me through this journey. Um, on the field, I mean, he, he's, he's a, a great mind, great coach, and we're certainly going to miss him, but we, we definitely understand um, his decision. Lab right now is one of the coaches, of course, uh, over there with the Land Sharks, Oceanside, who last year, boy, did they have a great run until they met up with Barnwell. But before they got up there into the countryside, they were just knocking uh, things down and all around. You guys played in, in the Mud Bowl, I believe, uh, in your playoff game. But how much has it helped you, uh, Coach, with your fight with cancer and, and watching these young men when everybody else in this area and other areas have said, no, nah, they're just not going to get it. And yet, week after week, they were proving people wrong, and here you go, Coach, doing the same thing off the field, kind of leading the way. You do big, they do big, and you guys are kind of pushing each other to get to the next step, Coach. Well, I mean, regrettably, um, I was sick, and I, I missed the playoffs, but I was texting the boys back and forth, hey, keep fighting, keep battling. You deserve all, all this. And uh, just knowing what they had did throughout the year, um, I knew they were going to have a great season. And uh, like you mentioned, they definitely lifted me in making sure that I, I continued to battle, and I would make sure to repeat that back to them, keep battling. You guys uh, have worked hard and deserve all this. Live right now with the coach over there, one of many of the great coaches over at Oceanside, as we have uh, been welcomed in ourselves to the Big O over there. We've done some shows on the campus. We've been there during some of their practices. Uh, but, Coach, it, it's an honor to have you on this show, not because of all that you do on the field, but your battles off the field. Uh, so what's next for uh, for the great Coach Nate Green? Is uh, A new season is upon us here, 2020. It may look a little different. We're not sure. But uh, will we look forward to seeing you on the sideline over there at Oceanside? Or, or what's the plans for you uh, going forward? Uh, well, most definitely I plan on being there. Um, I don't see anything keeping me from that. So uh, I'm going to continue to battle and uh, make sure that I'm there for them and uh, I'll continue to uh, be a part of what they're, what they're trying to achieve. But I guess what, what's next for me is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm stabilized right now, and so I have another procedure coming up, and uh, hopefully that will uh, take me into remission and then uh, definitely uh, get me back out on the field and be a part of uh, uh, Oceanside uh, football family again. All right, Coach, so now we have this, this – part of the conversation that, you know, I'm, I'm definitely uh, – this is a tough one for me uh, because my heart goes out to you for so many ways. But, uh, you know, I look up heroes, and, and, and your face should be one of the top guys in my uh, search engine there, Coach, as you battle cancer. And you deal with things that, quite frankly, I think we take for granted every day. Uh, and, and I know that everybody's really concerned about COVID-19 and, uh, and going through the things. But this is something that, uh, for somebody in your situation, your health, Coach, uh, this is something that could be pretty dangerous to you. Uh, what kind of precautions are you taking? What, what's the next step for you 
because I know they've locked a lot of things down. And quite frankly, uh, you know, in your situation and all that, I would imagine going outside, not really much of an option for you. Uh, but but in, a, in your situation and those dealing with cancer in your stage right now, uh, what's the day-to-day life for you and what's in your future, Coach? Well, unfortunately, um, I, I'm in the house majority of the time. Um, I have some great friends of Powell that really help uh, and support me and kind of get me the things that I need and get me to where I need to be. Um, but, yeah, definitely i got to be cautious. i got to make sure that I'm taking all the appropriate steps um, with washing my hands and sanitizing and keeping keeping my distance from everybody. But, um, I mean, just going forward, I, I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, I, I continue to do the necessary things so I can uh, uh, get back out there. I was just emailing the boys yesterday, um, trying to keep in touch with them uh, through email, um, through text, so making sure that they're getting out there and continuing to uh, – do some of their little drills that they have, we have them work on. So we're just trying to keep it together. Me off. I was going to uh, show up at your house on Saturday and cook dinner for you guys and uh, got the text from Margaret and said, uh, no bueno, no fly zone. But uh, just want to know I love you, and I just want to thank you. You know, I was telling Richie the reason why I'm here is actually – I was taking you home after a basketball game, and you and I were talking sports and listening to ESPN Radio, and you looked at me and said, you know, you should be on that radio show too. And uh, the next day I reached out to Richie and I said, you know, someone just influenced me and someone put a bug in my ear and said, you know, I should go do this. And so here we are, and I just want to give you a thank you for that. And uh, as soon as I can, I'm definitely going to come back over and make another dinner for you. Just, you know, at this time, everybody thought it wasn't a good idea. So just wanted to say thanks, and I just wanted to tell you, you know, your thoughts and are in our thoughts and prayers. Wish you the best, buddy. Well, thank you, buddy. And uh, I look forward to the meal. Live right now with one of the great coaches over there, of course, uh, Oceanside. The Land Sharks have been doing some big things and making some big splashes. But I tell you what, there's nothing more in the world of sports that you get when it comes to, you know, these type of stories, we, we love them to death. ESPN makes 30 for 30s and, and the 60s and, and the different segments that they do. And, Coach, for you to take time from your busy day-to-day, and there's so many other things that I know that are on your mind, and hopefully we're giving you a chance to, uh, to kind of disengage and, and talk some sports. Uh, with that being said, let's talk a little sports with you, Coach, for a couple minutes. Uh, have you ever seen anything like this where we've shut down the whole world, not just the cities or counties, but – States, but we've also, you know, everybody across the board is shut down, and we have no idea when we're going to open it back up. We have no idea when they're going to be back on these fields or courts or anything like that. Uh, what's your thoughts as a Michigan man that you grew up, I would imagine, and I'm not sure if you're a state fan or you're a Wolverine. I'd say Wolverine, uh, as I'm being told Wolverine. <laughs> you're definitely not a Buckeye uh-huh. fan, Coach. But uh, <laughs> I won't definitely call you Buckeye. Wolverine. I won't do that. I won't call you yeah, no. I won't call you Brutus on the show. <laughs> but Please don't. that being said, what's, what's it like? What, what's, this, what's this to you? When well, you grew up like us, watching sports, being a part of sports, uh, what, what kind of goes through your mind as you're able to kind of unravel some of this stuff in your downtime? Well, I mean, uh, I, I, like you said, it, it's definitely something that's never been seen before. Uh, my heart goes out to all of our seniors and all the seniors out there that Regrettably, we're unable to finish the season and uh, continue having success and enjoying uh, enjoying the sports that they were in. And that's the hard part, I guess, that I keep uh, reflecting back to is 
those seniors. And I hope that there's something left still before the end of the season. Um, but unfortunately, it just looks like this is going to be a lot longer than we anticipated. Um, but I just hope everybody continues to stay safe and, and uh, hope everybody's families are going uh, are going to be okay. No doubt, Coach. I tell you, you know, this puts things in a lot bigger perspective. I mean, I know that sports is kind of our life, we like to say, here at Southern Sports Central. And, of course, everybody who's a sports fanatic, uh, you know, these are – it's kind of weird because for, for every – that I can remember, when we have a, a tragedy or some type of a, a uh, change of, of the guard a little bit, be it, of course, 9-11, be it some of the other natural disaster, uh, disasters that we've dealt with. Of course, they had the uh, – the Boston Marathon, and, of course, uh, different things. It's always been sports that's got this back together. But this is the actual same thing now that's pulled us apart a little bit because they don't want to infect other people because they're not sure about the immune systems. You know, what would be advice, I guess, that you would be giving some of these young athletes, not over at Oceanside, but somebody who, of course, uh, that's listening in and, and trying to handle some of this stuff and then reach out to somebody who may be dealing with some of the same cancer uh, I would say scenarios that you're dealing with, Coach. Give us kind of a, an idea, some positive uh, things that they should be doing as well right now during these hard times. Well, I I, I would think that uh, hopefully that they're, they're practicing all the the precautions that are necessary and and understanding that you know there's still we'll still have sports after this, um, whether it's in their high school or just having fun outside and enjoying uh, the day with friends. Um, but we'll, we'll work together. We'll all stand with each other, and we'll somehow find a way to get through all of this together and uh, just to try to enjoy the, the time and uh, that they've had and just kind of reflect back on some of the successes that they've had and uh, the fun that they've had throughout their, their, their sporting career. Well, Coach, I can tell you once uh, once again that if there's anything at all you need, you uh, will have my uh, cell number here shortly. I'm going to send you a direct message. You can find us, of course, on the media outlets. But, you, of course, uh, I appreciate you encouraging Eugene to do something different. Come over here, be a part of what he loves to do, talk radio, sports, and all that. And, of course, I guess I, um, I'll cut you the check. When it comes through, we'll give you a piece of the pie as his agent, right? But um, for right. what you're battling, for <laughs> what you're going through, man, what we what we say is a struggle is nowhere near as big as what you deal with every day. And, and, and I want you to know, uh, you know, you're a hero of mine. You know, I, I, you're, you're definitely somebody who's battling it day in and day out. And, and a game is just a game. But life is so much greater. And, and I'm really proud of you for your positive attitude, for you to be able to get up every day and, and battle and be a positive, be a light out in the community. It means more to me than I could ever tell you on any radio show or anything at all. But I just want you to know at any point, at any time, if there's something that I can personally do for you or anybody on my staff here at Southern Sports Central, don't hesitate. You want us to come cut your grass? You want us to wash your cars? Give us a shout. I put Eugene to work. He'd be happy to come over there and wash your car and cook your dinner. But I'll join him on the next trip over, Coach. Well, and I appreciate that dearly. And I'm certainly going to hold you to the Eugene washing my car. Uh, I would appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, social media will as well. So we'll definitely we'll get that put in play, Coach. Uh, God bless you. Take care of yourself. Um, we wish you all the best of luck. We're going to do this a lot because – you're a Michigan man. There's a lot of football to talk about, so you're not off the hook yet. We just wanted to kind of, you know, talk to you a little bit about your battle off the field, but coming back when we get you in here next week, because we will get you back next week, we're going to talk Michigan football with you and kind of talk a little bit about your thoughts on where the program is over there and, of course, uh, a few other things if you got time. That would be great.
All right, Coach. Well, take care. God bless. Again, anything at all, we'd be happy to help you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Hopefully you can sit back and enjoy the show. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good evening. All right, guys. There you go. Of course, uh, a coach who is uh, battling it day in, day out, getting after it and uh, living by example of why you should do the things you do. We take things for granted, guys, and when you get to a position like Coach, of course, uh, Nate is dealing with right now, I've never heard a bad thing ever, never, ever. Positive has been his momentum since day one, and I tell you what, I'm excited to have him part of our show. We're going to utilize his knowledge in Michigan football and much more. we got to go to break. Coming up next, we go to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We head up to the Seahawks yard where their big number five is hitting the charts and hearts all around college campuses. I mean, this kid's got count them up, 34 offers. We're going to have fun. We'll poke some fun with them, but we'll talk about what it was like to play with that big-time quarterback that no longer, uh, Mr. Doty, is now up at the University of South Carolina, but no worries. They've got another young man that had to step up towards the end of the year, and he did a great job, but we'll talk about the staff. We'll talk about the coach. We'll talk about it all with the player, the man, the myth, and I'm going to tell you, he's be a legend of it, Myrtle Beach. That, of course, J.J. Jones coming up next right here on Southern Sports Central. Guys, we'll be right back. Welcome, everybody, back to Southern Sports Central. This is, of course, the Factory Studios here in uh, Somerville, South Carolina. Our newest uh, partnership, the Factory, located over at Hanahan, South Carolina. It is the one-stop shop for all of your physical needs, mental needs. You name it, they got it. We'll give them a plug here in just a few. We're going to get those guys with us, by the way, Sunday. They're going to talk about the gym and uh, all the things that they can offer. We'll get a, a plug in here with them in just a few. But without further ado, I do head over there, of course, to the Temp Farm Hotlines, where we are now joined up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, with that number five guy. He, of course, uh, J.J. Jones, the Myrtle Beach wide receiver, joins us right now on Southern Sports Central for the first time. What's up? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
All right, man. Excited to have you in here, man. Of course, got a lot going on uh, with you, my friend. But uh, first of all, uh, what's what's it been like for you? Is that we've shut down everything in the school wide? Of course, uh, when the schools are closed, so are the gates and the fields and everything like that. But I can tell uh, by your Twitter page and your social media stuff that uh, that's not the case uh, with you. You're able to work from home and do some great things. What's your um, what's what's the day to day life? Of course, uh, over there with JJ Jones and the family. Um, I'm glad you asked. Probably, you know, I wake up in the morning. First thing I do, go on a run throughout my neighborhood. Um, after that, I usually lift for about an hour, get get a get a little get a little snack in, and you know, me and my quarterback Ryan Berger, we usually go to the field, maybe one one every two one every two days, and um, we go throw, try to build that chemistry, and just get ready for the season coming up. And then I just play video games Bye, right. today. Live right now with the wide receiver from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the high school, Myrtle Beach, the Seahawks. And this, of course, is J.J. Jones. Uh, of course, uh, he is going to be a captain as a senior. He was a captain as a junior. Uh, man, the success that you had as a junior, let's talk about that uh, real quick. You guys made a run, did a great job of playing for the uh, state championship, fell a little short. Uh, but you had some things kind of going your way at certain points. But there was a lot of positive in that game, even though I know we didn't come out with the hardware to carry back up there to the Grand Strand. But kind of tell us about your season there, because we're going to get into your, you know, your, where you started, of course, over at Sockasy, and then you ended up moving over to Myrtle Beach. And, you know, that's good. We, we appreciate it. You stayed close to home. But that being said, what was it like for you playing the state championship game? You're in Williams-Brice Stadium. You've got all these college recruits all over the place. You've got a lot of D1 kids you're playing against. Um, you know, it was just it was just a blessing to be in the state championship game. First off, um, you know, the season had a lot of adversity. This season we had probably every every starter on the team had some kind of injury that kept them out of a game. So we did, we only had one full game with all of our players playing. But um, you know, the game the whole season was just very very tough. But, you know, we pushed through, overcame adversity, just tried to stay paranoid, and um, you know, uh, I think the season wasn't too bad. So. I mean, anytime you play for a state championship, man, look, let me tell you something. There's a couple of days that a high school kid can really appreciate playing the game of football. One of those days is practicing on Thanksgiving Day, right? That's a very special day because yes. not many kids get to say that, right? How cool was that for you, man? Uh, I don't think you had a chance prior to getting into Myrtle Beach last year to, to practice on Thanksgiving Day, but how cool was it for you when everybody else was home cutting turkey, you were cutting routes and, and doing things to prepare for the next big game on Friday night? Um. Coach Mickey Wilson, our head coach, you know, his his motto every year is, you know, we want to be playing football when it comes to Thanksgiving. He wants to practice on Thanksgiving Day. You know, uh, we get out there, we we practice, run those routes, and then you just – you never think that, you know, after this, you about to eat. You about to eat Thanksgiving food out on the field where you just practice at, you know. Some teams aren't out there, and there's very few teams playing around that time. You're just going to be – you're just very thankful to be one of those teams. Live right now, of course, with uh, the number one receiver on the Grand Strand, J.J. Jones, Myrtle Beach High School's very own Seahawks. Uh, of course, uh, you, you talk about that coach. Now, he played his days at Conway, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, now he's a big-time coach over and of course, Myrtle Beach, where he's done some great things and continues to just build this dynasty up on the, uh, on the Grand Strand, as known as the Seahawks. Um, so what's one thing out of last year, the 2019 season, J.J., that you kind of took with you and – I want to know something that's motivating you that you're looking back and going, okay, that's what I'm going to look back at when I want to maybe slow down a little bit. I'm going to go back to that moment to propel me to get better. And that's something that you took with you that said, man, that was, 
that's a memory that I always remember. Um, something I'm probably, probably going to work on this season. You know, I've had I had a lot of a lot of people doubting me. You know, just because I wasn't transfer and people thought I wasn't good enough to play Myrtle Beach. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't all this, I wasn't all that. So I carried a chip on my shoulder the whole season, just trying to prove everybody wrong. And um, a memory that I'm going to take with me was just probably the, the friendships I made. Going to a new school is really tough for anybody. And going to a new school with just that such of a rich and great football program, you go see teammates. They might not like you, but, you know, they respect you. And we built friendships throughout the season, and those are some that are going to last for the rest of my life. Live right now with the top receiver, honestly, could be in the state of South Carolina, but definitely on the Grand Strand and on the coastline is, of course, live with J.J. Jones, uh, number five on the chart. They say number one in the hearts, of course. I do that a lot of times there, J.J. With that, you know, I, I can imagine that the transfer part of that, when you move from Sockestee, the rival, to into Myrtle Beach, I can, you know, here's a team that, you know, the year before they were your rival. This year, now they're, they're teammates, and that's part of the, the fun part of transition. And, of course, I'm sure – it helped you grow up a lot faster because you had to deal with some things that not everybody has to deal with. But you got to do it with Luke Doty. Now, Luke Doty is committed to the University of South Carolina. He's at the University of South Carolina. He's over there where he was uh, on the campus over there getting ready for spring ball. What was it like to play for a guy like Duke, Luke Doty, and how much did he help you in your transition, and how much has he taught you uh, going into this upcoming season? Uh, Luke Doty, he, the one word that could describe him is just leadership. His leadership qualities were just out of, off the charts. Um, he taught me. He taught me just to be patient. You know, don't get mad after a bad play. I, I used to get mad after a bad play. I drop a ball. He was right there. Pick your head up, man. Pick your head up, man. It's all right. Next play, next play. Um, and his his just skill set. He's a lead eleven quarterback. You don't play. You don't play with those kind of guys every day. So the fact that I was able to play with him is just truly a blessing. And he just. He, I, if it wasn't for him, I don't, I don't know what I'd be at right now, recruiting wise. The way he threw that ball was just, <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't no one better like that in the country. I agree with you, man. He's going to do great things for the Gamecocks. And for me, watching Luke on the sideline, watching the way he came out of the locker room with you guys up at the uh, state championship game uh, back in uh, the end of the season, there, I thought it was a first class move on his part. There, he had, of course, his towel around his neck, his jersey on, and he was to do whatever he could do in the position he was in. Uh, now, you talk about this uh, next step for you. Of course, your senior year is your big year here. you got 34 offers right now. I know you've talked about South Carolina. you talked about Georgia. talked about a lot of programs right now. But how surreal has it been for you? And I'm sure you could only imagine as a little guy playing uh, in the parks around the Grand Strand and, and playing wherever you, you were playing there growing up. You know, you imagine the days where you would go to that mailbox and 34 offers possibly coming out of the mailbox. But now that's reality. JJ, how are you handling the pressure? I know you've been on many interviews on different TV stations and radios up there on the Grand Strand, but how are you handling all this, I, I would say, high pressure coming from the media, and how much has Luke and other individuals around that Myrtle Beach area helped you get through some of this transition? Um, you know, the whole process is just very overwhelming. It, the recruiting process was, was, you know, it was very hectic for me. It's getting – getting even more hectic but you know as a recruit that's just something you got to live with you know these coaches are going to text you every day um you're always going to have someone calling you they're all going to tell you they're all going to tell you that they want you but you know you just got to take it one day at a time and um just really just be thankful to be in the process because it just it just shows how all the work you put in before like in little league and and you know peewee it just you you dream of moments like this 
being a college, being able to be on that stage, be able to play on ESPN, whatever it is, you know, you just dream of it. And the fact that it came true is just so overwhelming. And then I had a lot of people around me. Coach Wilson, he was he was with me every every step of the way. Um, Luke, him being the leader, um, my principal Zach McQuig, him welcoming me welcoming me into the school was was tremendous for, for my transfer. But overall, you know, the whole process just it just has ups and downs. But you just gotta be thankful to be in it in the first place. Right, right now is one of the top receivers in the state of South Carolina. We got ballers coming out of that 2020 class. If you don't know, you better look around because they are loaded all the way from the Grand Strand up to the mountains of, of course, uh, South Carolina. But currently, J.J. Jones is that number one receiver that we're talking to here on the phone over there at the, of course, uh, Tent Farm Hotlines. Of course, J.J., when we look at everything for this, uh, what I guess would, would, it, would, you, ask, would you say – is, is something that when you look at all of these things coming in, of course, Georgia is one of those offers. Is there a school out there? Is there a school out there that you're kind of, as a kid, that you wore that jersey, you wore that outfit, uh, as a kid that you were like, when I get older, man, that's where I want to go? Um, probably one school that I would say that was for was probably Clemson. Um, growing up um, in South Carolina, you know, you had to choose Clemson or South Carolina. And, you know, I was one of those guys that didn't want to choose, but I had a just a, a secret side of me that was always a Clemson fan. They've just – their their program's tremendous. They, their football football team is just um, just one of the powerhouse teams in the whole country, not if the greatest powerhouse team in the country. Um, so that's, that's probably the dream. That's the dream I've been thinking, looking forward to. Now, when you talk about some of these dream schools, like, of course, Hunter Renfro, the former Sacasee graduate, went, to, went, of course, to Clemson as a wide receiver, made uh, headlines and, and, and broke some records along the way. Of course, you're looking maybe to follow the footsteps or create your own steps there with the Tigers. But when it comes down to it, a lot of things are shut down. Has the, has the attention from these schools shut down? Tell us from your point when you've been getting these 34 offers and, of course, school's out. You guys are homeschooled right now. You're going through – a very different transition here in this uh, time of year. What's it been like from a high school, highly recruited athlete when it comes to some of these power five and other schools around the country? How are they, uh, how are they, I guess, reaching out to you and, and of course connecting with you during this time of year? Um, the COVID-19 process right now, it has ups and downs, but um, you know, the biggest thing for me recruiting wise is that these coaches have, pretty much nothing else to do because they can't, they can't be with their team. They can't be at the facilities. Um, so all they can do at this point is just recruit. So for kids out there that have been wanting to get their film out, you know, get, get noticed. Like this is the best time for them because all these coaches have time. So look at these kids' film, evaluate them, and give out offers. But for me, every day, um, I get blown up with texts from coaches every day. Um, you know, I'm always on FaceTimes and just trying to stay in touch with them, try to build a relationship. But that's that's probably the best part of the whole recruit process is building a relationship with people along the way that you never thought you'd be able to. JJ, when you look at your senior year coming up, of course, it may look a little different because of this whole COVID-19 thing and how they do the scheduling when you guys are able to get out there on the field and actually get what we would be doing now would be spring ball, right? I mean, but that's not happening, of course, neither. That being said, how big are they pushing you to get through your senior season? to get to that December date to enroll earlier. You're getting a lot of conversation from that. And, of course, I know Luke did that over with Myrtle Beach going into South Carolina. 
and we've seen other athletes do that, JJ. But what's your thoughts on it? Is that something that you could see yourself doing as far as trying to get through this first part of your high school, which would be your final three or four months there during football season, and maybe enrolling early? Um, that 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 was a that was a thought that I had before coming into the senior season for sure is graduating early, but you know a lot of people have different different pathways that they want to take and. I wanted I wanted to graduate early, but at the same time, you know, I have a love for basketball. I love basketball in my heart, um, I, and I love being just being a regular high school kid. So I'll probably graduate with all my regular um, athletes, but graduating early is a tremendous start. You know, either way is really great. You know, you got Luke who graduated early. He's up there right now trying to battle for a starting spot. Then you have kids like Tonka Hemingway who are – consensus all 5A all-region player of the year who's a great football athlete but even even a good basketball and tremendous baseball player who can stay and stay the rest of his high school career and play so so tell us one guy this past year as you you did a lot of big things and it was fun watching this this rivalry because I've watched North Myrtle Beach okay now when I grew up on the Grand Store North Myrtle Beach didn't have the power that they have now. Now North Myrtle Beach has kind of stepped a bit. And if I'm not mistaken, there's two teams that you guys kind of enjoyed a little bit of inner battle with. One of those, of course, I think was Hartsville. There's the boxes up there. And then, of course, North Myrtle Beach. And you guys seem to kind of get at it a little bit. Who to you is that big rival other than the Sacasey-Conway rivalry, which you and I are very well of that. But other than those two teams, who in that would say in Class 4A would be that rival that you guys go in year after year? I feel like, personally, for kids just in my class and around my class, it would be North Myrtle Beach. But just the history of the Beach versus Hartsfield rivalry is just crazy. If you go back and actually look at all the games and how close the games were, the, the stats. And um, every time we play Hartsville, it's, it's a chippy battle. There's a lot of smack talk going on, a bunch of late hits. So that that's probably a big that's probably the biggest rivalry game that I believe that um, is from Myrtle Beach. Live right now, of course, the big time wide receiver on the Grand Strand. They play some football on the Grand Strand. Don't overlook the Seahawks as they now bring what, of course, we knew Luke Doty was in the 2019 class. We're going to see a lot of the same headlines with JJ, of course, uh, Jones as he is number five on the field and is number one on the charts when it comes to wide receivers, he's got 34 offers. Now, with that being said, I'm going to ask you about one athlete last year that gave you a fit, man. You're trying to run your route, but this defensive back stayed on your hip the entire time. You went in, he went in with you, he pulled out with you. Who was that one guy that you would say, that guy right there is a baller? I faced a lot of – I faced a lot of good competition this year, but I got to give kudos to cornerback um, – Adam Janik from Carolina Forest. His his defense is probably one of the best defense I was I had to go up against all season. Just he me thinking I could just overpower him. His 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 approach to the game of defending me was just exceptional. I was he really surprised me, but that's probably the best DB I played all season. And that's close too. He's he's a CF guy, and just to think that you know I got get a rematch week one of uh, my senior season. Yeah, and people who don't realize that, of course, Carolina Forest is not that far down the road on uh, with that 501 right there heading towards the outlet malls in between Conway 
in Myrtle Beach, there is another high school. It's a 5A high school in Carolina Forest. They actually had uh, Mr. Garcia, their quarterback here, uh, who also uh, is going to be heading up to play football for East Carolina. So there's a lot of talent, man, uh, on the Grand Strand, and I appreciate your time and, and what you're being able to do, and I'm looking forward to uh, J.J., to get you back in here throughout this downtime. I mean, why not? We'll talk some football, and we may even get you to write down some film with us about some other stuff around college. But uh, final question, everybody's curious. Are you looking to sign early, man? Are you looking to drag this thing out a little bit? And uh, how much pressure are you getting to get on that dotted line? And uh, I guess what's the plans for J.J. and the Jones family in the next two, three months? Well, I plan either by the end of this week or by next week to – trim down my list and put that out there and then I plan on committing right before the season starts but with this coaching team um, I was planning on taking a bunch of visits throughout this time but we'll just have to see what all plays out but personally I believe my commitment date will be around late August early September well man we appreciate your time we're going to stay with you as much as we can and of course uh I may even make the trip up to Myrtle Beach. If you're going to do it there in the gym, or I'm not sure where, if you keep us posted, I'd like to at least have us on the air up there. It's going to be a big deal, man. When you work hard, you're rewarded big, man. You put in the work from Sockacy now up to Myrtle Beach. And like I told you, man, uh, you know, I'm proud of you. I'm excited to watch what you're going to do big in uh, this uh, 2020 class. And uh, go up there and hit some record books along the way, man. Leave your name behind, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you do going forward. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. No doubt, man. Enjoy it. Appreciate your time and uh, enjoy the week with what it is. And of course, stay safe. And all right, see you. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The wide receiver from Myrtle Beach, the Seahawks' very own JJ Jones. He's committed nowhere, but he's got 34 places that he can call home. He's just got to narrow it down a little bit. We're excited about that. And uh, you know, this is a cool story for me because I'm going to tell you, I graduated from Sockatchee High School, and I wasn't going to corner him too much there. Uh, Eugene and say, man, you know, this is that, Matt, and this. But, of course, he started his, his high school days at Sockacy and then moved over the line. Yep, he went to the other side, to Myrtle Beach, where, of course, he's uh, playing wide receiver for the Seahawks and that great staff over there. I mean, we, we talk great football, and Myrtle Beach has always had consistent uh, teams that have always produced a lot of talent year after year. I remember Jimbo Langford was a quarterback back in my day. He, of course, uh, he he did the job. He got things done. There was a lot of big names that, that went in there. Matt Dean was another man that played football at Myrtle Beach. I had the opportunity to play against these guys in baseball and football and Legion ball. We all played together. So it was kind of cool uh, that we would kind of get the best of the best on the Grand Strand in baseball from Conway to Ainer to Sockacy and North Myrtle Beach had a few guys as well. But just to watch what is going on in Myrtle Beach has been a, a blast. And year after year, these guys uh, always are a contender for a state championship. And now I'll bring you in, Coach Eugene. Uh, you know, you, of course, grew up in that Walterboro area, but you're familiar with Myrtle Beach. Everybody's, from, you know, kind of familiar, familiar with, with it. it. But I, I wonder how much we get into Coastal now in their backyard. How much do you think that's helped them? And, again, when parents look at big pictures, they look at moving in. And that industry is not like everywhere because, you know, when parents start to look to move places for jobs, there's only about three entities in Myrtle Beach. One of those, of course, is tourism. The other one is, of course, uh, real estate, right? Those probably be the top two. And then somewhere you've got a lawyer, right? And then there's everything else that follows there. Yeah, they got the doctors. Yeah, you, know, you got, of course, Myrtle Beach uh, Hospital up there, and they welcome all medicals there as well, but nowhere like it is in Charleston. But 
you know, you've seen Myrtle Beach kind of grow the last couple of years. Your thoughts on him and, of course, uh, Luke Doty, who's been doing some big things as well. Well, as you know, we actually lived up there for a year and uh, lived in Myrtle's Inlet. Um, the kids had played football for the Myrtle Beach Rec Department, and we were around, you know, that, that high school program a good bit. Actually, uh, that was the year that they knocked off the infamous clowning team. They knocked off uh, South Point, the state championship. You know, and they had a quarterback on that team who uh, ended up signing with um, Notre Dame. And, you know, it's amazing how they put it out. You know, if you, if you are familiar with the area, there's actually these 5A schools and then the 4A schools. It, it, you wouldn't think there are that many kids because most people think of Myrtle Beach as either a lot of older folks who retired or the tourism stuff, you know, people coming and going, coming and going. But there are actually a lot of kids in that area, and it's just I'm amazed at the amount of Division One talent that's come out of that area. I mean, people probably think back, if you really want to go further back, you look at a linebacker that had a very, very uh, awesome career with the New York Giants. He was from Myrtle Beach as well, with, uh, and that would be uh, LT. So, I mean, you know, the athletes have come out of that area, uh, and you've got to wonder if they didn't have so many schools somebody's going to get a loaded team. And Mickey does very, very well with talent. You know, no doubt he wins a lot of games. Guys come in, guys come out. And like J.J. said, you know, he, uh, what amazes me is that his, this is a kid with 34 offers. He had offers before he went to Myrtle Beach High School. Because I remember when he got offered from West Virginia, still at Sockesty, or sometime during that transition. He goes into Myrtle Beach High School and feels like maybe, you know, he might not be good enough. This is a guy with 34 offers. Going into a high school program, he's thinking, you know, dang, I'm going to have to step it up around here. So that, you know, that says a lot about him, too, that he's a very humble guy. But it also says a lot of what the, you know, the prestige and what the program that Mickey's built out there. Um, so, anyway, you know, it, it's, it's fun to watch. They're, they're growing, you know, surprisingly last year. There's two quarterbacks down the street from each other, both going Division One. You know, one going to East Carolina and one going to South Carolina. So, you know, the talent's there, and, you know, it sounds like they have some pretty good coaching, too. Yeah, I agree with you. you. You know, you look at it. When I grew up in Myrtle Beach, we had Sockasty, we had Myrtle Beach, we had Conway, we had Ainer. I mentioned Ainer. Uh, we had North Myrtle Beach. We had Lewis. You know, these were schools that were there. And then all of a sudden, as I was uh, getting ready to graduate, here comes this school called Carolina Forest. Now, they took a little bit of Conway, took a little bit of Sockasty. They built that one over there in the Carolina Forest area and then the Conway. Here comes St. James, right. Then the Sharks come in. Now, that's where I would have gone to high school had that school been there. But you talk about Taka Hemingway, who, of course, was at Conway. He mentioned his name as well. You did mention, of course, the quarterback that, of course, um, Carolina Forrest. And we've had Garcia on the show as well. We've had Taka on the show as well. Uh, and now getting J.J. in here, Ryan Berger, the quarterback that we talked about, is going to be the new quarterback, the new man in charge. And he's really not the new man in charge because early, midway through the season, Luke Doty went down with a very serious injury to his hand there to the thumb. Here comes Ryan Berger, who came in all the way from, of course, um, Waccamaw High School, he moves up to the, uh, to the Grand Strand area, a little closer up to the boulevard there, and here he goes into doing his thing. Man, this is a kid that's – he's not the tallest kid, but, man, he's got the biggest heart, and he plays wide open, and uh, his dad, of course, first class, and that's what you see here. You see a lot of these parents who are, who are really invested in their kids, and their kids are back invested in to what their parents have put in for them. And of course, that's no different uh, for what we see with J.J., and he and I were kind of cutting the fool before we got him in here before the show started, and I said, man – you know, I still love you, man. You're good. I get it. You transferred. You left soccer uh, You know, we had another guy do that, Brandon Sinclair, who his dad was the best running back soccer he's ever had, Randy Sinclair, uh, who went to South Carolina and played for the Gamecocks. 
And uh, now Brandon, of course, ended up going to Myrtle Beach. He heads over to, uh, of course, the likes of uh, Old Dominion and uh, has done some big things up there. Now, you mentioned uh, the guy that was at Myrtle Beach back in the day who, of course, um, played at Notre Dame. That was Everett Gold. And Everett did some really good things there. So there's, there's talent on the Grand Strand. And if you're a college coach and you're not recruiting the Grand Strand, shame on you. You need to go and enjoy the sand, enjoy the ocean, and, and don't let – you know, the, the, the school there in the backyard, of course, that's Coastal Carolina, and Jamie Chadwell, he's like, hey, nobody needs to come here. I'm going to just take all these kids myself, and, and we're just ball at the beach all day long. So uh, we're excited to have J.J. on here, of course, a good friend of mine, the guy that I grew up with, Coach uh, Jason Owens is the defensive coordinator over there. Uh, he has done a phenomenal job. I mean, a fantastic job. Oh, the defense, you already know the offense is there and all. So we do need to take a break and uh, pay a few bills as we're going to do that right now you're listening to southern sports central I want to thank jj jones and the fan for coming in hanging out and uh catching up with us coming up top of the hour we pleasant where we're going to check out with dylan seabuck he is of course committed to the university of south carolina he was an offensive lineman over at oceanside but now well the future is going to be a little bit different color but definitely expectations he's looking forward to filling we'll be right back this is southern sports central live right here on southern sports central.com Welcome back, everybody, here live on Southern Sports Central. It is hour number two now. Hour one has come and gone. Of course, uh, we're excited uh, to be with you here on a Wednesday. We're looking at adding a few more shows on the weekend days, as well as, of course, the Sunday night shows that we do from uh, 6 to 9. We may move to Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. So we may give you three days a week. And, of course, we do have some new shows that are being added to the portfolio as well. Of course, we're coming to you live here in Somerville, South Carolina, here, of course, at the Factory Studios. Factory is the newest partnership that we've built in here. The guys over there at the Factory in Hanahan, South Carolina, have the state-of-the-art gym with an indoor basketball uh, court. They've got any and every imaginable weight you can imagine. The trainers are first-class, five-star, and everything in between from the mental to the physical to the spiritual, they got you covered. We're going to help them, of course, grow on this side. So we're, of course, looking forward to having some of those guys and girls in here. They're also going to do their own show here on Southern Sports Central where they'll get you ready to do some things. And why not, when you're at home, let these guys train you from the airway. So we're going to, uh, of course, head over now there to the, of course, Kent Farm 
hotlines as we welcome in for the, I believe this is the first time we've had Mr. Of course, Dylan Seabuck in here. The big kid is uh, coming in in big size, man. But Dylan, welcome to the show for the first of many, man. But you got to check in. Tell me your height and your weight before you catch up. Hey, how's it going? Right now, I'm sitting at 6'5", 300 pounds. 6'5", 300 pounds. Locked the refrigerator. This cat can eat. We've had Zach Bailey in here. Those are Zach Bailey-style numbers, man. We like that stuff, man. Uh, first of all, I- I'm real proud of you. Uh, I've watched you kind of grow uh, here on Southern Sports Central from afar. We've been at a couple of your games. I've been fortunate to come to some of your practices there, Dylan. And you're watching your leadership on that offensive line is huge. You know, I tell you all the time, uh, it starts there on the O-line. I know Keegan Williams is one of the best running backs uh, in the area, definitely one of the best in the state. But without you guys in the trenches blocking for him, man, he doesn't get anything. And you guys have uh, definitely earned uh, the right to call yourself, uh, you know, uh, I-, I would say the co-MVPs in that running back award that he's gotten this year. But um, what's been going on with you and the and the Seabuck family while you guys are kind of shut down over there in Mount Pleasant, buddy? It's been tough. It's, I mean, it's a crazy situation everyone's going through, new to everyone. But I'm just doing my best I can to stay in shape and just keep the goal, just play to South Carolina, just keep grinding towards that goal, get reps there and stuff, just trying to get stronger, get faster, do what I can while most all the gyms and everything are shut down. Live right now with the Gamecock commit. He played his days at Oceanside, but those days are coming to an end now as he will again – uh, head over there and play with Will Muxchamp and uh, Luke Doty. Luke Doty, we just talked about him. He's the uh, one of the new quarterbacks there on campus. Of course, the carry-on joiners over there as a wide receiver. You'll get a chance to play with him. There's a lot of connections to the low country up there with the Gamecocks, man. But before we get into this big gym that I know you guys have kind of transformed that garage into, I want to talk about why did you choose the University of South Carolina to continue your education and why you're there, you're going to play some football? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a tough choice, but when I started talking to them, they were just showing the most love, the most interactive and stuff, and that was a big thing for me. I wanted to feel wanted wherever I went, and they were just, from the start, they were showing love and wanted to get me up there fast, get the process done fast, and it just was a perfect fit. Live right now with the commit to the University of South Carolina. He's going to be a Gamecock in a few, well, he's, I would consider you a Gamecock now, but you'll be on the campus uh, here in the next few months. What has it been like for you, when it comes to your, I would say, the O-line coach, who's reached out to you? What are the game plans? Uh, when do you report to the University of South Carolina? I would imagine with this COVID-19, that's kind of been slowed down a little bit. But as of right now, what are your plans and, and, and what does the future hold for you in your career coming up at the University of South Carolina? Yeah, with the corona thing, I was going to go up there early, get in the summer sessions, get working with the team, but all that's been pushed back. The summer sessions are being canceled. So right now I'm supposed to go up there for camp. Hopefully all that continues to go as planned. July 28th is when I'd be headed up there. And I'm just excited to get up there, start working with the team, work towards my next goal in football. Live right now with the Gamecock committee, an offensive lineman coming in 6'5", 300 healthy pounds. And, of course, that is the man over there in Mount Pleasant, Dylan Seabuck. Boy, you guys had some healthy guys on the line. Talk about your offensive line, man. Some of the other big cats around you. I know we've had – uh, some of the guys have joined us uh, before as well. But uh, what about that supporting staff that's on the front line that, that doesn't get a lot of love, man, the big nasties, man? Who's around you and who's kind of helped you in this process of getting better and getting, of course, to the level that you feel like you've been uh, able to get to now? Oh, yeah, for sure. We had – I mean, it was a great season, fun season, great group of guys. 
Got to shout out Will Goss, played next to me most of the season. Absolute dog. Jacob Ashley, big Jacob around my size, too. He's up and coming. I think you've had him on the show. Mickey Lee at center, just absolute dog, continuing to grind, get better. And then Will Armitage, who was at right tackle for a couple of years, and not the only other senior there with me. It was, I mean, it was just a great season, a fun group of guys to play with. And when we were clicking, I mean, we could pass, we could run all over you, we could do whatever we wanted for the most part. And, yeah, getting better throughout the process. I mean, last offseason was I spent the most work I ever had perfecting my craft, cutting weight and stuff. And Coach Malcolm Howard and Coach Greer, uh, Coach Bruce Harden, all those guys were instrumental in helping me cut weight, get my feet work better, get stronger, and then help me perform like I did this season. Live right now, of course, with the Gamecock commit heading to the University of South Carolina. Once they get the green light, he's going to head over there and start supporting that garnet and black and, of course, hopefully uh, make some big splashes, not just because he's 300 pounds and 6'5", but because he's got the talent to take it to the next level. Uh, you mentioned a lot of coaches. One coach that uh, played at the University of South Carolina himself, he's coached at Coastal. He's done things in big fashion. Of course, uh, he's been the offensive line coach over there. At Oceanside, that's Coach Rivens. We've got a lot of love for him and, and what he's been able to do with that offensive line that helped not only the quarterback but the running back and the entire game plan stay up front. Talk to us about Coach Rivens and how he's been a big factor as well. And, of course, him being a Gamecock, a former Gamecock athlete, uh, how big was that for him to hear you were going to go to the University of South Carolina? Oh, yeah, that was great. That was one of my favorite things I've told him. And he was thrilled, obviously, to go play at his alma mater his legacy on or whatever is the plan. He was a great player there. But, yeah, he's he's a great coach. He's my favorite offensive line coach I've ever had, no question. He definitely knows this stuff, and he's, he works with the guys well. He gets along with us well. But at the same time, we start messing around, he'll get us in check real quick. So, I mean, all around, he's, just, he's a great guy, great coach, definitely knows this stuff, and I was lucky to work with him for the time I did. Live right now with the Gamecock commit heading to the University of South Carolina for the 2020 season. He'll represent – the Land Sharks and the Big O will be up in the capital city of Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, man, I got to ask you, just, uh, of course, not long ago, you had a guy who I believe you consider him to be your little brother. He's, of course, getting some uh, looks from the University of South Carolina as well. Uh, Mr. Freeland, talk to us about that guy and how much has he leaned on you with what you've been given and, and now here he sees some early opportunities himself. Oh, yeah, he's going to be a great player for us at Ocean Side. He's going to have a ton of opportunities to go play at the next level. And it, I mean, he's just – he's doing all the right things. He, he gets the picture early. He's getting stronger. He's getting faster. He's getting bigger. And, I mean, yeah, it was, he's one of my favorite guys. He was my backup. He'd come in after some games. And it was just – it was fun talking to him during the year, just getting to know him better. And, yeah, he's a great guy. Let's talk a little bit about the season that you guys just had. You're coming off the best season in the history of Oceanside. You guys have kind of – Man, it's got to feel pretty good for you guys to uh, do some of the things that you guys have been able to do since you've arrived there on campus and, and set some of the bars that you have. And now you'll be guys that will look back and go, you know what, we poured that foundation for what it is. And no matter where they go from here, that foundation started with that class that you're graduating with here in the next couple of months or months or what have you. But uh, talk about this season. You know, I know it did not end the way we wanted it to end for you guys over at Barnwell, but up until that point, man, you're beating Timberland. You're beating teams that had beaten you previous years. You had that little check mark that you were going through year after – or game after game, week after week. 
Talk to us about how big this season was. Of course, the Mud Bowl that you guys played in before you played in the Lower State <laughs> Championship. But kind of break it down, man. Paint that picture for the last 2019 high school season that you got to participate in. Oh, yeah. It was by far the most fun I've ever had playing football. It was just the whole group of guys collectively, we all bought in from the start. And that was the biggest thing, just building that culture over the past couple of years. Everyone bought in that offseason. We all worked hardest than we ever had before. We all had the picture of winning state, obviously, which we came up short of. But going 13-0, and going into the game, we got knocked out against Barnwell. It was just a great season and great turnaround from starting 0-8 with that group of guys. We went through a lot of coaching changes, but we all stuck together, kept grinding. And with Coach Greer and the culture he brought, the offense he brought, our strength coaches, it just led us to the season we had this year. And I think it's going to continue great things at Oceanside. No doubt about it. You've seen, of course, a new coach is going to be named here today or tomorrow or soon, I would imagine. But they did name a new athletic director over there at the program. And uh, a lot of excitement there as you guys will, of course, uh, you know, get a chance. You'll at least get a chance to, to, to congratulate him, hopefully, before you're shipped off to the University of South Carolina. But you know the new athletic director. He might be new in the position, but he's a familiar face on campus there. Uh, are you aware of, of the new hire that they just put up, I guess, sometime here this afternoon? I I am, Coach Mark. Yeah, he's a great guy. I uh, actually went to South Carolina himself. I've talked to him a little bit about it. Yeah, I think he's going to do great stepping in for Coach Greer as athletic director. He was the assistant athletic director before, I think, and I think he's going to slide in that position perfectly. He's a great guy. No doubt about it, man. So uh, let's get into the, uh, the meat and potatoes, man. Let's put it work in. Now, I hear that you've got the state-of-the-art gym over there on that side of the Cooper, man. Uh, first of all, how much is my membership going to be? Number two, are you going to be my personal trainer? And number three, uh, what's all this noise about, man? Paint me the picture. I can't see it, so let me see uh, what you guys are working with, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously with the coronavirus, all the gyms have shut down. And, I mean, it's such a crucial time for me. I'm trying to get stronger, get bigger, so I can get in and compete at South Carolina. So we bought – my parents are very supportive, and they got me a power rack so I can keep lifting. We got some dumbbells for the garage, a couple weight sets, and – I mean, they were just super supportive throughout the whole process, and I'm so grateful for them for doing that. No doubt about it. I've had a, a, the pleasure of, of meeting your folks, and, I, and I'm not surprised that, that they're pouring as much as they're into you. Of course, uh, your biggest fans, man, is going to be mom and dad. And dad's going to have that tough love, and mom's going to have that, that, that soft love to some degree. And sometimes it's not that way. In my house, it was totally different, man. My mom was tougher than my dad most of the time, so – uh, that's just the way it works. But I do want to see a picture, man. So if you can maybe take a picture of it, tag us on Twitter over there, SO Sports Central. We'd love to see it. Um, I do want to say this. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. We're excited. Uh, as we, of course, have Chandler Farrell, who is uh, one of the other offensive linemen up there at University of South Carolina, played at Somerville. Uh, also, of course, uh, we talked about uh, the quarterback that's hanging out over there uh, that's from this area uh, over from Fort Dorchester. Of course, uh, he's now going to move to wide receiver, so you'll get to work with him in different angles. But all these guys keep coming yeah. back, man. So the door is open. We expect you to come back, give us a report, check in with us from time to time, and let's talk about it. For sure, for sure. Sounds good. Well, man, you did a great job. I'm excited for you. Can't wait to watch you blow the doors off of that offensive lineman. you got to keep the low country in check up there, man. We continue to send offensive linemen uh, through South Carolina, and they end up in the NFL. So I'm looking forward to you to continue that trend is, of course, Zach Bailey's hanging out at Tampa with the Buccaneers. They've got other guys that have gone through uh, the system there. I think Brandon Shell was one of those guys. He's in the NFL. Uh, and guess what? Here's a household name for you guys that are listening. Go ahead and write it down. It's Dylan Seabuck, 
the name fits. Hang out with him. Hang out with us, and we'll be back, of course, uh, hopefully with you in a couple of weeks and get an update with you, buddy. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. There he is, Dylan Seabuck. Man, he comes from a great house, and, and the one thing that I love is I've had the opportunity, uh, Eugene, to meet so many great family members, so many great moms and dads, and I know a lot of parents uh, reach out to me through social media. They appreciate what Southern Sports Central has done for uh, the entire Oceanside family. Man, I did the live show where you actually set me up uh, there before the school year started. It was raining, but we made it work. Uh, you guys fed me lunch. That's always a plus. It might have been breakfast and lunch, but uh, it was very hostile. It was almost uh, like a, a warm welcome, like coming home. Uh, and, and Coach Greer has done a great job, and uh, we're looking forward to whoever the new coach is going to be over there. It's going to kind of take it to the next level. As you know, uh, and, and I compare this a lot of times. When you have a great coach like, of course, uh, Coach Greer, you guys are going to miss him much over at Oceanside. I'm well aware of that. But, you know, when uh, that guy at Columbia, it was, of course, Lou Holt came into South Carolina. To me, that's when South Carolina took football serious. They got a coach who had some history under him. He had a way about him. He did it the way that not everybody agreed with, but it won ball games. There was a lot of big things coming out of it. Here comes this other guy. I always say his best recruit, Lou Holt's best recruit, was Steve Spurrier. Spurrier comes in. What do you want to do? You want to take it to the next level. And I really feel in my heart that whoever the new coach is is not trying to outdo what Coach Greer did. He's just trying to take that program to the next level to where Coach Greer got it from. Almost like a race, if you will, where they're handing off the baton. And that's kind of how I'm looking at it. We do need to take a quick break. We'll come back. I want to get Coach Eugene's opinion of the interview of Oceanside and everything going on around the world of sports. If you want to call in, hang out with us, you can do that right now. The number to call in is 323-784-9681. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live on a few avenues. Facebook, of course, we're hanging out with you there. And on Blog Talk Radio. Listen to summertime music. We'll be right back. This is Southern Sports Central. a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance give me a soft subtle mix and if it ain't broke then don't try to fix it and think of the summers of the past adjust the bass and let the alpine blast pop in my cd and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because this is summertime And checking out the fellas to tell them who's best Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos Or in your Nissan sitting on Lorenzo's Back in Philly we be out in the park A place called the Plateau is where everybody goes Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise Honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes She turn around to see what you beeping at 
It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac And with a pen and pad I compose this rhyme To hit you and to get you equipped for the summertime Yet, hustle to the mall to get me a short set. Yeah, I got on sneaks, but I need a new pair. Cause basketball courts in the summer got girls there. The temperature's about 88. Hop in the water plug, just old time's sake. Break to your crib, change your clothes once more. Cause you're invited to a barbecue to start with four. Sitting with your friends, as y'all reminisce about the days growing up and the first person you kissed. And as I think back, makes me wonder how the smell from a grill could spark up nostalgia. All the kids playing out front, little boys messing around with the girls playing double dutch. While the DJ spinning a tune as the old folks dance at your family reunion. Then six o'clock rolls around. You just finished wiping your car down. It's time to cruise, so you go through the summertime, hang out, it looks like a car show. Everybody come looking real fine, fresh from the barbershop, applying the beauty salon. Every moment fronting and maxing, chilling in the car, they been all day waxing, leaning to the side, but you can't speed through two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness, and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness. Welcome back, everybody. Richie Allman here live at Southern Sports Central. It is a Wednesday special show of many. Now, we just confirmed we are going to go Sunday, 6 to 9, Tuesday, 6 to 8, and Thursday, 6 to 8. So we're going to bring you three days a week of sports radio. Everybody's like, well, there's not enough stuff to talk about. There's enough guests to get in here that it can educate you, entertain you, and have a little fun and get away from some of the COVID-19, which I get. It's a very serious situation, but if you don't, Break away from some of it, man. It will drive you crazy. So let's all take a breather for a minute for two, three hours a week and hang out. Why not? I do want to give a shout-out to our newest partner over there in Hanahan, South Carolina. It's called The Factory. They, of course, uh, represent our studios here in Somerville, South Carolina. But if you want to join that membership, you want to get stronger, better, faster, not only mentally, physically, but spiritually, this is where you got to go. Location is 5913 Loftus Road in Hanahan, South Carolina. Here's their mission. The Factory Sports and Fitness is an exclusive sports performance for all athletes in the low country of South Carolina. We are dedicated to the development of speed, strength, power, performance in all sports. We believe that our athletes, no matter their age, skill level, can improve their ability on the playing field and the court, developing themselves physically, mentally, and spiritually off the field. We are all striving to provide an enjoyable fitness experience for adults by incorporating high-intense workouts, class-produced, unlimited results. In doing so, we support families in their effort to reach their goals by making this experience a family affair. The staff is committed to the families we serve, providing support and encouragement. So there you go. They are, of course, the official sponsor of our studio here. Uh, I had a chance, uh, for you guys who may or may not had a chance to listen to the show on Sunday, I announced uh, the meeting on Saturday and Sunday went so great, we decided to work together and 
Of course, they're going to handle the things in the gym. We're going to handle the things on the air, and then we're going to work together to mentor uh, young athletes. And my vision and their vision is the same. It's just the, de- the, the direction of getting there is a little different. But you figure uh, it, it's going to be uh, almost like uh, the Avengers here, as we're all going to bring our own superpower to the table, and we're going to hopefully get you guys and girls to the next level. We'll sit down with your students and the athletes there. We'll tell you what you need to do from – Registering at the clearinghouse, all the way to the things you need to be looking for, the things you can't do when you go to some of these college campuses. Just Sometimes you just don't know. And if you don't know, that can be a dangerous visit to a college campus near you. So we're going to have that and some more details coming up. I'm also going to get those guys and girls in here. They're going to do their own show for a couple of hours. They'll talk about some fitness things. And uh, we're just going to have a little fun, you know, and that's what it's all about. I get it's hard times, but even in the toughest times, you got to find some positive things to keep you moving. That being said, I bring in Coach Eugene, of course, now with me. Coach, um, great interview. Dylan, of course, uh, heading to the University of South Carolina. He got that five-star gym that he's kind of created over there. Uh, he didn't tell me the membership cost. He didn't tell me if he was going to be my trainer or not, but he did brag about it. said mom and dad had a lot to do with it. I know you know the family well. I'll let you talk about this gym. Yeah, I was sitting at home the other a couple mornings, uh, maybe it's in the last week, and they started texting me. It's like, hey, can you help me find these? types of dumbbells. Can you help me find 75-pound dumbbells? I said, 75-pound dumbbells? Come on. You know, look at me. You know, I'm, I'm good for getting 25 or 30. But uh, so we were talking about everything that's going on. And, you know, you mentioned the point about, about Sherry and Jeff. And, you know, the, Dylan and his brother Cameron are wonderful, but it really starts with Sherry and Jeff. And they are my best friends. They've, you know, been there for me. They, they've just you know, there's there's not much I can say that that's going on right now that I can't attribute to to them just lending a hand and, and get me through. Um, you know, with uh, Dylan and his little brother and, and my two children, uh, we used to have a joke because we used to share uh, the family contact emergency contacts from school until Dylan started driving. I was uh, his emergency contact for school, uh, so I've known them for quite some time, and it, it's no doubt that they are doing this you know, to make sure that he's as best prepared as he can be given the circumstances. And, um, you know, they're just great, great people. And Dylan himself, he, he's a great kid. He's really smart. You know, you may or may not have heard the story or read the articles in the paper uh, that how he, you know, Chad used to joke and say he lost a human coming down from 400 pounds to being at 300 today. And that's just amazing. It's been a great story. It's been a great story to follow, especially when uh, Coach Wolford came into the office and uh, looked at him and looked at some film and, the next day I was down in Florida and, you know, I was getting the text messages that they were on the road headed up to Columbia. And then I started getting all the pictures from the photo shoots and, you know, of, of him and of course with Sherry and Jeff and, you know, the mom and Sherry actually dad went to Michigan state and the mom uh, played tennis at East Tennessee state, but they're all, they're huge Duke fans. And uh, even after next down from Duke was Clemson. So it's just always funny, you know, because Sherry used to give me the business about being a Gamecock, and now seeing them decked out in the garnet black is, is really cool. Um, it's been a fun, fun ride watching him grow um, and actually shrink in some areas, but grow as, as a man. I mean, you know, you look at Dylan, you don't see, you know, an 18-year-old. She's a 6'5", 300-pound grown, grown man, and it's just uh, it's really cool. He, he's very humble. He's very smart, and, and everybody knows that knows him knows that, guy's the limit he's going to continue working hard um so yeah it, it's been it's been fun i look forward to to go into the games i keep reminding them that he gets three free tickets and that uh cameron doesn't like south carolina hint hint and so i get the other ticket but 
No, it, Cameron supports his older brother. Um, and Cameron's a great athlete as well, baseball and football. Uh, there's really not many things that Cameron doesn't excel at if it has to do with the ball. But um, like I said, it's, it's a great family. There's no surprise when they called me and told me what they were doing and was trying to get me to see if I couldn't help them find some equipment for the gym. Um, I'm going to guess probably don't have to pay. <laughs> so, you know, just you know, knowing Jeff, they would just say, uh, bring the bring the uh, studio over there and just uh, set up in the house. That's just the kind of people they are, man. Well, I tell you what, it's it's an honor to be a part of watching these young athletes and the girls and the guys on, on any field or any court, anything they do. You know, we've had Imagine Patterson uh, join us here on the air. Uh, Angel Franks has joined us on the air. These are girls that ran track at Somerville. One is now at Virginia Tech. Of course, that is Imagine Patterson. She's one of the fastest young ladies in the history of the state track, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, Angel Franks is right there on her heels or running beside her. She's now at the University of South Carolina doing her thing. So we're fortunate to get these young athletes on the air with us. And, of course, coming up next, we are going to head to uh, another campus. And this is going to be a college campus where we're going to check in over at Lenore Ryan where – Mike Jacob is going to join us. Coach Jacob's going to join us. Of course, uh, a year ago he was at Notre Dame College in Ohio where Gerald Shepard uh, was a young man from Oceanside. He played also at Soccer City before he transferred back up here, moved up here with uh, his family here in Charleston. Uh, he, of course, now is still at Notre Dame, but who is not there is going to be Coach Jacob where he'll be the new uh, head coach over at Lenore Ryan. He will, I'd imagine, have a lot to say about the Lowcountry. A lot of talent here all the way up to the Grand Strand and uh, we'll talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about what he encourages young athletes to be doing during this time where it's not really downtime. And I told somebody just yesterday, I made a visit to a house, and I was having a conversation with a dad. And, uh, his daughter actually goes to Bishop England. She's an eighth grader that starts uh, for the soccer team over there as a, uh, in, in the varsity level. And I said, just remember, the day you want to sit on that couch and watch a little TV, when that show's over, somebody just got better than you. And uh, that's something that we're going to talk to the coach about uh, coming up here after the break. And we're going to head that way here in just a second. I do want to thank the uh, athletes, the coaches, the athletic directors, everybody across the board who allows these young men and women to come in here and and hang out with us. So we do need to take a break in honor of the baseball season. We're going to play a baseball song going into the break. It is, should be, uh, what, the first full week should be in the books now, I think, for major leagues. This should be the second week. That's not happening. I'm not sure when it's going to happen. But, you know, a good friend of ours, Joe Hughes, who writes in the uh, Charlotte area, he was up on the Sun News as well, and a big-time contributor here said, you know, there's one sport that they could probably just go total TV, and it would be okay, and that would be baseball. I would agree with that. I think baseball, it's, it's one of those sports, but we'll talk about it. I know it's on your brain. Coming up, we're going to check in with a coach over there who's taking the reins. Over Lenore Ryan, and that is, of course, Coach Jacobs coming up next. Play ball! This town ain't big, this town ain't small, it's a little of both, they say. Our ball club may be minor league. But at least it's triple A. We sit below the Marlboro Man, above the Rockville walls. We do the wave all by ourselves. Hey, off a blind man could have made that call. We like our beer flat as candy. We 
like our dogs with mustard and relish. We got a great picture, what's his name? Well, we can't even spell it. We don't worry about the pen as much. We just like to see the boys hit it deep. There's nothing like the Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yelman, alongside the coach, Eugene Benton, joining you here for the final 30 minutes of Southern Sports Central Wednesday night special. Starting next week, the schedule will go as follows. We're going to start you on Sunday night for three solid hours, six to nine. You don't want to miss Sunday's show because we're going to have a locked and loaded guest list again as we're going to get into some of the gentlemen who run the Satoma League and a new thing that they're doing. Uh, we'll check in with us. Then on Tuesday night, we're going to go six to eight. That'll be a two solid hour show as well where we're going to continue Loading up the airwaves, and of course, the uh, Tent Farm hotlines will continue to load up with a guest around the country Thursday night. Same thing, 6 to 8 as well. Without further ado, here joining us as we're coming to you live in Somerville, South Carolina at the Factory Studios. Of course, the factory located at 5913 Loftus Road in Hanahan. We now head over to that hotline where we've got a head football coach from the college ranks. It's his first year over there at Lenore Ryan, and we welcome in for the first time here on Southern Sports Central Coach. 
Mike Jacobs. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, Richie. How you, Gene? How you guys doing? I appreciate you having me on tonight. Always a pleasure. It's, uh, it's, we love having coaches on because we have a lot of mamas and daddies listening, uh, not only here in the low country, but around the country as well that follow us here on Southern Sports Central. So to get somebody who is literally setting the expectations and, and, and puts together the game plan, it doesn't get any better than this, Coach. We appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries, guys. So, Coach, uh, let's talk a little bit. Introduce yourself a little bit. I know you spent some time over at Notre Dame College in Ohio uh, where you, of course, recruited uh, uh, a young man that uh, I actually played with his his father, Big Gerald. Of course, uh, you got the little Gerald Shepherd there who has uh, now become quite – he looks like a grown man over there on campus. I've seen him here lately. You guys have put some weight on him, and uh, he's come through some injuries, but he's doing some big things. But Talk to us about him, his uh, the recruiting process, and how that kind of works out in your time before we get into Illinois Ryan, your time over at Notre Dame, and some of the things that you're going to bring with you to your new stopping ground. Sure. Uh, I was very fortunate to become a first-time head coach in, in 2016 at, at Notre Dame. And, uh, you know, uh, we had a program that didn't have a lot of history. Uh, it was an all-girls school for a number of years, really 80-some-odd years, and we were trying to build something, and uh, we had some special seniors in that 2016 class that that really that, that kind of set the expectations and and bought into how we wanted to do things a little bit differently with the new staff, and uh, you know we were able to to turn the culture around and create a culture of winning, which allowed us to uh, significantly increase the the type and the scope of of young men that we were bringing to campus, and. Uh, you know, over the course of four years there, we were 42 and eight, uh, 25 and three the last two years with, with back-to-back conference championships and and back-to-back playoff appearances with the final four and a quarterfinal appearance. And um, you know, we did that with a group of young men who, um, you know, their their families were very important to us in the process, and they, uh, you know, they bought into something that wasn't there. They had to they had to buy into a vision and buy into how we were running things and how we were doing it. And uh, they did, and their boys did, and they worked hard for us. And, you know, they saw the results in the field. And, uh, you know, as we expanded that area, you know, we were able to to attract guys like like Gerald at the time, who I thought was one of the steals in that class. You know, that that class is turning into be something really pretty special with with the McLaughlin kid who's, you know, led the nation in rushing the last two years in Division Two, and you know, Gerald Gerald's fought a a little bit of a lingering knee injury. I think he's on his way bounce back, and you know, again, just uh, in my four years there, my family and I are very appreciative of all that uh, all the NDC families gave to us, and and what they were able to accomplish and how they did it um, provided me and my family uh, the opportunity to to take on a new challenge at Lenore Ryan and. Uh, we couldn't be happier and more proud to be Lenore Ryan Bears right now. Live right now is a new head coach over at Lenore Ryan's over there in Hickory, North Carolina. Coach Mike Jacobs joining us here for the first of many uh, meetings and interviews and conversations here on Southern Sports Central. Coach, uh, we're excited about everything that you've done. We look forward to what you're going to do. But, you know, this time of year is a little different. I don't think we've ever seen this, whether you've been a player, a coach, even a parent, uh, where we've basically been – Put in, put in a. Uh, I, I guess this in, in NASCAR. This is a uh, a black flag. Is that right? I think I think this is what they do, where they stop the race and nobody can move. You can't touch the cars or anything. Well, that's kind of how it is here. 
What are you telling the athletes there on campus right now? What are they doing? Are you guys checking in with a FaceTime type deal or, or, or kind of give us the lowdown at Lenore Ryan of how you guys are handling COVID-19? Yeah. So, uh, we, we had had um, two spring practices uh, early in March there on the 8th and the 10th of March, and then we were set to go on spring break uh, that week over um, when St. Patrick's Day was. And uh, that Friday going into spring break, they, they announced that they were going to extend break. That was kind of right as things were, were really heating up in some of these areas with the, with the COVID-19. And, um, so they, they went ahead initially and extended spring break to a second week. Um, and then about midway through that second week, they, uh, as things continued to progress and, and the country became uh, more and more in the shelter in place mentality, um, Lenora Ryan decided to, uh, to go to um, an online delivery method of classes. And so for us, uh, the conference, the NCAA, you know, they basically shut everything down. There's no one on campus. Um, we do have some, some parameters, but, uh, you know, we check in with our kids uh, either every day or every other day, depending on their academic standing. Um, we do some leadership development type stuff. We, uh, you know, we, we, we have just been allowed and approved by the SAC conference to um, begin watching some film and doing some meetings via, via Zoom and, and some of those methods and, uh so that's what we're doing. We've created a schedule, you know, hoping that they follow it, knowing that every high school kid won't, but trying to get them on a schedule from Monday through Friday where, you know, they get up and get the blood flowing a little bit, do some do some work. Um, and then we have a little bit of football uh, via the online delivery, and then they get back to their work. And, you know, but that, that's kind of how we're doing it. We have to, Most of it's done via position meetings. Um, I have not had the whole team. Um, you guys have probably been on these Zoom calls yourself. It gets a little chaotic with people's mics and whatnot. So I have not had the whole team on at once, but uh, I jump into position meetings daily and talk to guys individually via FaceTime. And, you know, we're just doing everything we can to, to, to touch base and stay in contact with them. Live right now with Coach Mike Jacobs, the new coach over at Lenore Ryan, as he's taken over a program. And, Coach, I tell you, if you've ever been battle-tested, this is it. This will go down as something that coaches in your position are thinking, man, uh, you never saw this coming. And we've uh, seen here in the high school level here, just Charleston alone, about 19 changes in high school coaches. It's unprecedented uh, as the season uh, ended and, and the new thing started here in 2020. Uh, if you've reached out to some of these young athletes who may be looking to go uh, to Lenore Ryan, of course, these guys are looking to take it to the next level. Uh, what do you suggest these guys do? What do you suggest that these guys are doing right now to stay in touch with their recruiter over there on campus with you guys and, and workout-wise? Is there anything that they could be doing to get better while you guys, of course, can't have that opportunity to see them? Yeah, I, I think some of the critical things with, with a lot of the stuff being done digitally, first and foremost, young men who want to be recruited at any school at any level need to make sure that they're staying up on their grades. And whatever that is, if, if places are pass-fail or whatever the homework situation is like, they need to make certain that they're staying up on their grades first and foremost because that's still going to be the first barometer coaches look at. Um, some of the other things I think kids can do that, that, you know, will help coaches as we, you know, as we're doing a lot of this stuff digitally and we're not able to get out and, you know, watch spring practices and whatnot, you know, kids can make sure that their, their huddle highlights are updated 
um, a big thing for us is, is, you know, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or some, you know, some social media device, if you're using that to communicate with coaches, it's a good idea for high school kids that, you know, clearly have their name. We don't need to see nicknames. It makes it a lot harder for me to find you as a college coach if you got some crazy nickname as your Twitter handle. Make it, make it your name, make it your number, include your huddle uh, page in, in the Twitter header uh, or your pinned tweet, and, uh, you know, make sure the first two or three minutes of those highlight films jump off. And I think if high school kids do that, They'll see that their uh, their their watches, their views. They'll make things a little bit easier on the college coaches. Make us a little more willing to to follow up and ask the secondary questions. Hey, coach, this is Eugene here. How you doing, man? I'm great, Eugene. How are you? I'm doing great. Now I know uh, we have been talking and talking since you moved down to the south, and uh, you know. I was actually looking forward to you coming to see you in June. I know you were trying to put together that Friday Night Lights, man. I had the bus, I think, already packed full of anxious football players ready to get up there and see your facilities and, and meet the staff. But, uh, you know, as far as I can tell, it looks like all that stuff's being pushed off. I know one of your schools, uh, one of your loves, Ohio State, I had a kid uh, camping with them on the 6th of June, and we were just told that maybe if it goes down, it would be late July. So, you know, I, you guys – already had a transition going in, uh, being a new staff, um, getting to know players and positions and, and all that. So uh, can you tell us about, you know, what your plans are for kind of getting that back on track as soon as possible when you're allowed? You know, you're missing all this spring. You're missing the lifts. I mean, I was telling Richie you had freshman videos posting 750 pounds and 600 pounds from linebackers. And, you know, so – when, when you get that green light, man, tell us tell us what you do. I, I know Mike's a planner. I know you got those uh, those binders out. So tell us what you do as soon as, as soon as you get that green light. And there's no more black flag. Yeah, I, I think as soon as we're able to, we'll, uh, you know, the, the hardest part, Eugene, is there's a it's the great unknown. We we don't, you know, the length of how long it's going to last and what the NCAA will allow us. That's maybe different. Um, than a normal, you know, a normal year. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about um, depending on how, you know, if we're able to get kids back to campus in a football way um, sometime in, you know, July or whatever, um, potentially having some like OTA type sessions to make up for some of the spring football that's been lost. I know that idea has been floated around. uh, And from the guys that I've talked to in the coaching world, they seem to be, you know, pretty pretty juiced up if that's if that's the possibility. But you know, we're going to encourage our kids to to register for summer school, and you know, as soon as that green flag hits, man, we're going to get them back up. And um, I, I think we have the finest uh, weight room in Division Two, and uh, it's one thing just to have weights, but to have a guy and Coach Trent Caldwell that that mans that, and with our nutrition bar and whatnot in there, I think we have a leg up on guys uh, at our level. And uh, we'll get him back in there, and he'll get him he'll get him back on the lifts and get him rolling. Um, and and the big thing the big thing the biggest thing for us is that these kids are accountable, you know, to themselves, to their families, to their teammates. While we're in this this state of unknown, you know, they got to be hitting band workouts or body weight. They got to be going to run and and just keeping up a little bit of that cardiovascular endurance. And uh, the more they do on their own and the more accountable they are to their teammates, 
the further along our program will be whenever we're able to start back up with football. Awesome, Coach. So you hit on something that Richie, that you were describing what how uh, these athletes should, you know, set up their Twitter accounts and their Instagram accounts. You know, Richie's sitting here just throwing up his hands, and you know, in a praise Jesus type situation here because he's preaching that. Um, a couple of quick things, uh, one on football and one not. On the football end, if there's any players out there, high school players, South Carolina, North Carolina, interested in Lenore Ryan, you know, you mentioned getting their film ready. Uh, is there a special way or a certain way they should get that over to you guys um, via social yeah, media? Yeah, certain. Yeah, we'll, uh, you know, kids can follow us via Twitter. Um, our staff has all that information on our on our website. Um you know, certainly uh, my Twitter handle at uh, Coach underscore M Jacobs. They can drop it there. Email is the best way if they'd like to touch base. But uh, it has all our recruiting territory breakdowns on there. And, you know, get in contact with the area coach or our recruiting coordinator, Sean Chafee, and uh, he can get it to the get it into the right hands and make sure that we get eyes on it as a staff. Awesome, Coach. Well, Welcome to uh, the South. Uh, I said I was going to end on something unrelated to football, so whenever you guys get a chance, once you come on down to Charleston when all this is over. And then uh, one final thing, how's Miss Lacey like in the South? Yeah, uh, she's good. Uh, we haven't gotten the family all moved down yet. Uh, we're, we're getting closer by the day. Um, so, you know, she's a high, my wife's a high school guidance counselor, so uh, once she finishes up this school year, we'll uh, – We'll get her and our two boys and, and, and everybody, get the whole crew uh, down there. But she's been down to visit. And uh, for those that haven't been to Hickory, man, it's a special town. And, uh, God, the, the, the people there love LR. And uh, we're, we're very blessed to be a part of that. There's such a sense of community with the campus um, that makes it just really special. And then, you know, our location, an hour north of Charlotte and, an hour east of Asheville, about 45 minutes south of Boone. We're just in a really special part of the country that uh, we think is unique to everybody. Well, Coach, we greatly appreciate everything. Richie here again with you. And like, you know, Eugene was saying, you were sitting here talking about, you know, don't get too creative with your names on social media. And that's one of the things, Coach, that I push really big on. You know, he's too fast. Well, guess what? He don't care because the coach isn't going to spend 30 minutes looking for you. And, uh, you know, we see that all the time, these creative handles, if you will. Uh, but to be short and sweet, put your first and last name is something that we have been echoing here for quite some time since the day Twitter was invented. Um, I'm very familiar with the area that you're in. I'm excited to have you in that area. I think the, uh, the schools around you, not only uh, the high schools, but even the middle schools and elementary schools are going to benefit by you and your family coming in this community. And I just want to say welcome to Southern Sports Central. We look forward to having you, your staff, any of your players, We'd love to have all of you guys on. Your strength and conditioning coaches is welcome. But, uh, you know, let us be your platform. Let us be the voice uh, of you guys over there at Lenore Ryan. And, again, uh, welcome to Southern Sports Central and welcome to the uh, to this area, of course. Yeah, we, I appreciate your time, guys. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to be able to talk about LR in such a great place. And, uh, you know, we appreciate everything you guys are doing for the high school kids locally. And we look forward to getting out in the low country there and, and – you know, hit the pavement whenever they let us in, in developing strong relationships with the players and the coaches and their families. No doubt about it, Coach. When you come in or even your staff comes in, make sure they reach out to us. We'll grab some lunch with you guys. We'll show you the places you got to eat. You know, we don't want to 
take you to the tourist traps. We want to take you to some of the uh, the hot spots that the locals hang out at and let you eat some real good food. And uh, We're looking forward to having you guys in our backyard. But uh, God bless. Take care of that family and, and stay safe, no doubt about it, Coach. Thanks again. Yeah, we'll see you all. Have a great night. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the new head coach of Lenore Ryan. He is in the backyard, if I'm not mistaken, of Food Lion. That's right. Food Lion is, is located over there uh, where, of course, uh, Hickory, North Carolina. Uh, and I may – you know what? I'm wrong. It is not Hickory, North Carolina. They're in another area. But nevertheless, I'm trying to think. It starts with an S, and it's going gonna, it's gonna, gonna to get me. Salisbury. Salisbury. That's where North Carolina Hickory, it sounds like that's furniture to me. I don't know. I was so excited, man. You know, I was like Salisbury steak and Hickory wood. Yeah, well, there you go. So that being said, uh, one guy that is living in Hickory, North Carolina, is Coach Jacob, uh, and we're excited to have him on. And, and you, you said this, you know, uh, you, you put it into play. And, and guys, listen, you just heard a college coach tell you, get your huddle up to date. The number one play has to be your biggest play. Start big, then work your way down. Because if you start weak at the front end, they're not making it to the back end. That's just the way it works. And then social media. Don't get creative. They don't care. Get creative on your film. Let the other stuff take care of itself. Uh, I do want to take a moment and thank everybody who's joined us. we we got about eight minutes left of the show here. Coach uh, Nate Green over at Oceanside joined us. He's not only battling, uh, you know, the day in and day out life that we all battle. He's actually winning and kicking cancer right in the mouth, and uh, we're excited. We're proud of him and uh, just his, man- his mentality, his outlook, and everything that he's brought to the table and to the field and in the community of Mount Pleasant has been inspiring to us here at Southern Floor Central. Also, right around 6.30, J.J. Jones, the wide receiver, number one wide receiver in the state of South Carolina, is over there at Myrtle Beach High School with 34 offers. He's going to be an up-and-coming senior. Where will he land? He mentioned Clemson being one of his favorite schools growing up. He mentioned off the air Georgia was in there somewhere. He's mentioned a few other schools to me uh, that he's looking at. So, hey, he wants to commit before the season is what it sounded like to me, and we'll kind of wait and see when that actually season is going to take place. But, uh, of course, uh, J.J. Jones is going to be a big deal. He'll make a huge splash whenever he commits to wherever he decides to take the rest of his education to the next level. Now, top of the hour at 7 o'clock, it was Dylan Seabuck. Mr. Seabuck comes in weighing 300 pounds, 6'5", young man, who, of course, has been a big offensive line staple over there uh, with uh, his coach, Rivens, over there. And uh, that staff, I tell you what, I hope Coach Rivens doesn't have to feed that offensive line because he mentioned uh, Jacob Ashley, who came on here with me multiple times, and he's no small child neither. This is a sophomore, comes in bigger than actually this young man. I want to say he's somewhere around 6'7", probably 325. Maybe off a little bit, but I'm not off much. Not 315. So that being said, they grow them big over there in Mount Pleasant. Don't let them fool you. These guys, uh, they, they put some cats on the front lines over there. And I used to tell the guys at Somerville, Coach Call was over there, man, I don't know what they're feeding them, but by God, I hope I, I'd hate to pay the bill. Uh, but they're doing big things over there at uh, Oceanside. Coach Greer has left this program in a great, great shape. And they've got a new athletic director now that's taken over the program. They've also got, of course, a new head coach that hopefully will be announced here in the next 24 to 48 hours. We'll get him on the show with us once it's mentioned. So, uh, that being said, you know, we'll wait and see uh, how everything kind of lays out. And then just now, we just had the new coach, the new man in charge over at Lenore Ryan's coach, Mike Jacob, who, of course, uh, has spent many times and years and, and all that good stuff over there at Notre Dame College in Ohio. The success that he had at Notre Dame has been quite a, a ride because of the fact that Gerald Shepard's there, a local low country stud, is representing the low country over there in Ohio. 
we, of course, followed that program. We watched the success they had on and off the field, and we just watched how these guys rallied together. And I'm telling you something, man. You can't ever look Division II programs. They're good. They play ball. They get after it. And that's the place, guys. I know everybody wants to play Power 5 football. You want to go out there and you want to get into the Alabamas and the Georgias and the Clemson and the South Carolinas. But trust and believe me, Division II, Division III, uh, HBCU. You know, I'm a big Bethune-Cookman guy. You already know that. The lady that founded Bethune-Cookman, Miss Bethune herself, is from the state of South Carolina, by the way. Now, that college is right down the road from the racetrack there in Daytona. If you've never been to Bethune-Cookman, I don't care who you are. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Get over there. Check them out. They've got their own radio station on campus. I think they do some TV as well. So that's something, too, that I want to say this before we get off the air, guys. While you have some downtime, pick your five colleges. Give me your top two dream schools. Give me two schools that you feel pretty good about, and then give me that fallback school. That's five total. All right? Then you need to start looking at their majors, of course. Make sure that they have what you want to do when you get there for education. You need to understand that the coach you commit to might not be there all four years or two years or three years. You guys seen Rudy. You know how it works. That's life. Make sure when you commit, you're committing to the campus as much as you're committing, if not more, to the coach because that campus is not going anywhere. Coaches come and go. Unfortunately, it's hard to make a guarantee these days and age. So with that being said, I guarantee you this. We'll be back live on Sunday at 6 o'clock from 6 to 9. We're going to get the guys from the Satoma group in here who they've now decided to do something that I think a little different. Somerville, Ashley Ridge, Fort Dorchester, and many more are going to have their own Satoma team. And I believe they're going to sport the same colors at the school that they represent. That's going to be a very interesting deal. We're going to try to maybe tag in here and, and, and get a, a couple of games on the air with them over there at the Satoma field. So that would be neat. But I will have seven different directors on this show Sunday night. We're also going to get a coach uh, from uh, another school of the middle part of the state up there. Uh, we'll have him in here with us on Sunday night. Seems to be he's quite the dancer. And, uh, well, we're going to have a lot of fun with him as, of course, we get him involved. As uh, That's what we do, guys. You know, the thing that separates Southern Sports Central more than anybody is uh, the fact that we have coaches in here. We have players in here. We reach out to the college levels. You name it, we get them. And, then, by the way, that's – Coach Gentry that's going to come in here from Chapin, South Carolina. He's been killing. What's that What's that one app called where everybody's TikTok? Man, he is killing the TikTok, man. So uh, who knew the family had the dance moves? But we'll get him in here, and maybe he can tell us how to step shuffle or whatever it may be. But uh, we're excited. 2020 is the year of the vision. We visualize this thing getting to the next level, and it needs your help. If you want to be a sponsor, you want to come on board and, and, and contribute any which way, Reach out at us at Southern Sports Central, at SO Sports Central. You can follow us there and on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. And then we do a little bit of Instagram. And, Eugene, you're a little bit more of a picture taker, I noticed. So I'm going to let you start taking over the, uh, the Instagram account. I, I, just, I can't. I don't have time for it. But uh, we're excited. The year has already started off on the right foot. Unfortunately, with everything else going on, bringing in the factory, which I want you guys to go to the factory on social media. Of course, they're over there on Facebook. You can find them on Facebook, but you also can go visit them live once we open back up the gyms at 5913 Loftus Road in Hanahan, South Carolina. Eugene, great show, man. I've enjoyed it. Looking forward to Sunday because we've already got a loaded show ready to roll for uh, Sunday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. This was, this show and this time, every time we get together, we always say, man, it really just flies by. But it does when you're talking to great people, great great athletes, great coaches, great administrators. You know, it's it's fun, it, and it really is interesting getting to meet all these people and learning about their schools or, or what they're accomplished on the field, off the field, in a 
in a school or on a practice field or, or whatnot. It's a, it's a very good experience. It's very humbling to be able to share that information with such a large audience. You know, when we sit there and look at the numbers of how many people tune in, it's just, wow, you know, that someone, would, that guy could give us this avenue and this channel to reach and touch people. You know, maybe some uh, athlete was listening tonight very valuable from either one of the current players, one that's going to college, one that's a recruit, or a coach that may help them out. So, you know, hopefully they got that message and we'll uh, put it in play and it helps them out. No doubt about it, guys. That'll do it for tonight's show. We want to thank all of our guests that joined us. Of course, we started off at 612 with Coach Nate Green from Oceanside. At 630, it was J.J. Jones, wide receiver from Myrtle Beach. 7 o'clock, Dylan Seabuck joined us. He is the commit to the University of South Carolina, played at Oceanside. And the final one was Coach Mike Jacob from Lenore Ryan, the new head ball coach up there in Hickory, North Carolina. For, of course, here at Southern Sports Central, we tell you, hang out come back we'll be back live on sunday night six to nine three solid hours guaranteed a five-star show with five-star guests guys on behalf of myself richie alvin that's eugene and we'll be right back come sunday night guys see you then like me, I ain't trying to shoot deal cause I'm waiting for Nike to recognize all these youngins wanna be just like me. Got the check for 20 million right now when we might see everybody rocking my kicks, preaching positivity. I get up, I get up, I get up when I'm down. Had enough, almost round, which rough, I get up. And when I'm beaten to the ground, I get up, I get up.
started it. Game still ain't give me my credit, so I'ma audit it. I'm heartless like Kanye and 08. Yeah, that's where the no ID. Now they all know who I be. I'm calling out Jay-Z to jump up on the track with me and smack the whole industry. Showing what that real rap do. The ball's in your court, hove. I hope to hear from Guru.